Well, welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where the mission is to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. As a dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. The vision is to engage dads in raising a godly generation by reinvigorating, reinvigorating the church on the fathering front. Uh, the topic of this podcast series is resolutions and relationships. As we're uh, in New Year and heading into ve- to, vet- uh, to uh, Valentine's Day, I thought that would be appropriate for our discussion <laughs> yes. here. Uh, and I think uh, we're coming up on, or maybe just past, National Quitters Day, the, the day that most folks throw in the towel on their New Year's resolutions. So we're going to talk about that a bit and uh, about resolu- resolutions, and uh, we'll discuss relationships as well uh, as Valentine's today is right around the corner. But before I introduce our guest, I do want you to know that Faithful Fathering exists to help you become the dad the next generation needs to see. I want to point you to our website, faithfulfathering.org, where you can click on the For Dads button to see a history of vlogs and studies that really complement these podcasts. And as always, this will be a very practical discussion that I pray blesses you on your journey uh, to become the man, the husband, the father you're called to be. So in the studio with me today is a dear friend and a partner in crime and yes, uh, <laughs> uh, the chaplain of the Rockets, uh, that basketball team. Uh, yes. they, they, are they playing this year? Uh, yes, barely, but we're there. <laughs> <laughs> and he is also a founder of the Powerful Uprising Society. He's also a husband and father. So uh, yes, my grossest blessing to have you here with me. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about what's been happening. Thank you so much, Rick. It's a huge, huge honor to be here with Faithful Fathering. Uh, I was just sharing with my wife uh, not a week ago. I said, man, since we've been connected to Faithful Father in 2019, I literally have become a better father. Mm-hmm. And that that the the value of that investment from Faithful Father won't be fully told, I believe, for generations to come. So I, I appreciate Faithful Father, and I'm honored to be connected to the ministry. So all is well at home. Uh, me and my wife love each other, and our kids love each other and love God. So at the very least, at the end of the day, I can come put my head on the pillow and be and smile. Well, that, that's what I have to say after what, uh, this is our 23rd year in ministry, Mike, and I'll, oh, wow. I can say that uh, my grown kids know me and they know the Lord, so yes. I've been paid in full. Job so well done. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, a wealthy man, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, we still need money to run the ministry, so we don't want to get too, uh, too cocky on the deal. <laughs> yes. But, uh, well, the New Year's resolutions and national, you, you're the one that sensitized me to the fact that National Quitters Day actually exists. Tell me about that. So I was, um, you know, strangely enough, I was uh, asked to speak for uh, a group of um, really, really wealthy, highly powered professionals, the executives in their field, the majority of them get paid six to seven figures a year. And so as I was seeking the Lord, I said, God, what do you want to talk to them about? And God, so I want to talk to them about quitting. And so it got my attention. It was in January. And it got my attention. I was like, what, what do you mean, like quitting? Like these guys have incredible jobs. They get paid six to seven figures. Like that, that would be the opposite of the context I imagine they would have. And God said, just talk about it. So I researched it. I found out about National Quitters Day. And I got scripture context. And uh, I, after the talk, I literally had so many texts and emails. People saying, you know, I'm struggling with wanting to quit on my marriage, struggling wanting to quit on my job, wanting to quit the, the type of lifestyle I have of flying in and out every week. 
and how many people are actually flirting with quitting and how it affects them from the greatness that God's called them to. So I've really become enamored, almost obsessed with helping people not quit and continue to push through mm-hmm. until they fulfill their purpose. Right, right. So that so you're thinking uh, on beyond just New Year's resolutions necessarily, just in general, looking looking to, to not throw in the towel, but do the due diligence, do the, be tenacious about uh, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a follow through on a project or whatever the case may be. Exactly, because you, you play like you practice. Right. And if you practice quitting when you choose to, you will eventually quit when you don't choose to. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that we practice those disciplines that are the right biblical uh, successful disciplines to live a right biblical and successful life. Discipline, man, that's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> the idea of spiritual disciplines, I think it's Dallas Willard said there are like 18 of those spiritual disciplines that we're supposed to follow. I, yeah. mean, I know in our Nehemiah study, I hit 10 of them, which, yeah. uh, you know, prayer and scripture, worship study, those types of things. But back to uh, New Year's resolutions, uh, are there some resolutions that you've initiated for this new year? Yes, you know, for myself, um, I because of three kids back-to-back, I've had a child sleeping in my bed for the last nine years. <laughs> so one of them has been getting full night's sleep, getting back to my high school weight, uh, getting in shape, playing sports more. Uh, and, you know, to, to do those things, it's it's easy to write a list on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to execute. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's been reorganizing my life so that executing on health becomes more important than just executing in business or in life. And so um, so it's actually been working this year. You know, we are, what, three, four weeks into the year, and I have consistently uh, carried on those things that are in line with the resolutions and goals I have for the year. Fantastic. And the resolutions have a, a key part. I mean, we have to yes. have those goals. We have to have those uh, checkoffs. And yeah. I, uh, do you see a, a difference between a, a resolution that would be maybe a shorter-term checkoff that we're going to do this versus uh, a commitment to resolve to be different or to resolve yeah. to be a better dad, you know, those types of things. Do you see a, a delineation there? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's those it's those small actions that create big disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so when I make when I make when I get the conviction to be a faithful father, to be a good husband, whatever the case may be, it takes those resolutions and goals along the way to actually execute. Because it's easy to say, I want to be a faithful father, but it's in the consistency of the everyday where that is actually proved out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's almost a parallel, isn't there, that uh, we talk about religion, but then we talk about a relationship. Yeah. And there's a religiosity that if we understand that that religious practice of the disciplines of prayer, worship, and study, that as we do those things, then a relationship will result, right? Exactly. Rick has it. It's funny because that's one of, I believe, America's, the Church of the West's biggest problem. We say, well, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. When in reality, religion in the Hebrew culture is looked at as a ligament. It's mm-hmm. what holds things together. Right. Why? Because everything is a discipline before it's a delight. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like eating healthy. But if I want to be healthy, I have to discipline to eat healthy so that I can eventually delight in the health that my body has. Amen. And so so what happens so many times is we think in relationship. And there's a reason why in a nation that has 50% divorce rate inside the church, we struggle with the, the religion aspect or the disciplines of walking with God. Why? Because we try to create a God in our image, which is idolatry. Mm-hmm. 
rather than submitting in obeisance to the only deity. Mm -hmm. And so in marriage, you know, I want to turn my wife Lydiette into Mike, and Lydiette wants to turn Mike into Lydiette. Well, you can't do that with God. <laughs> He's God. You're not near as pretty either. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it, it takes making those decisions on a daily basis and practicing them. Even if you fail, getting back up and doing it again to create this long life of happiness, health, or fill in the blank. And, and I think people want the result without putting in the work, and that has never worked. I told people the only thing that happens without intentionality is weight gain. Right. Other than that, everything else takes intentionality. Right. And it seems like it kind of goes both ways. You can get too far on expecting results without putting in the work, mm-hmm. or you can just get caught up in the work. Yeah. You know, and that's what Jesus ran into with the Pharisees, right? He said, you know, you study scriptures because you think there's eternal life in the scriptures. Yeah. He says, you're not seeing me in the scriptures. Right. If you would see me, you would have eternal life. Right? Missing the forest for the trees. Right. <laughs> and I, I think the same thing growing up in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. I had the religiosity as an altar boy and everything else. I had these practices. Yeah. But I was getting caught up in the practices. Yeah. It wasn't until as an adult those religious practices started, started to formulate and, and give me the foundation foundation and and propel me into a relationship yeah. with Jesus the Christ as he opened my heart to him and, and to that in that next stage so that I think that's a uh, that's that's kind of the progression I guess in the parallel between a, a resolution and a resolve to make a move yes. is the religiosity versus growing into that relationship he calls us to yeah and it, I think it's the marriage and the balance of those two things you know that's why I love the faithful father and has the events you do during the summer where you can kind of retreat to move forward, to look back at the things that are very valuable. You get kind of the ability to look at at the six months, first part of the year, and kind of retrain for the next six months. And I think it takes that intentionality to look at, am I working too much, not enjoying him? Mm-hmm. Or am I enjoying him, but not working? Because it's, it's equal, mm-hmm. whether it's in marriage, taking care of children, or anything we do. And I think it takes time. There's between working in a business and working on a business. Right. You need right. to do both for it to excel. And what, uh, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, retreating to look, uh, yeah, sometimes we have to reflect. As you reflect on last year and you, you put some ideas together on ways you wanted to grow in this year, what are some examples you could give dads to say, you know, I reflected, I found myself short here, I'm going to focus on growing here? Yeah, very much so. I think for me, um, several of the things I identified, one of the things is uh, I move too fast with information. I don't actually dissect it and I don't absorb it. So I'll see something and I'll act without asking all the necessary questions. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is um, just recently, one of our businesses, we were uh, ordering a piece of machinery. And so I, I got a piece of information. And so I tried to take advantage of it as fast as I could. And I just made a huge, huge mess. I have to now. I have to return certain things. I, I had to make a trip, and, and it's all these things because I didn't stop and I wasn't intentional in the moment. Hmm. And I think as fathers, it's too easy to look at. Well, I'm working hard to provide a better life, when in reality, what your kids want for a better life is attention and intention hmm. rather than just resources. Right. Right. And so I think for fathers, it's important in this always-on world to turn it off so we can see the things that really do matter most. Right. And I, I was saying, you know, the things I always focus on as a dad is I need to resolve to be sure I'm under 
uh, what I call purpose filled, filled with God's purpose mm-hmm. for me as a dad, which means I need to understand his role as a dad over his son and then his role as a dad in my life. Right? Yes. And, and so to, to live into that purpose, I've got to get to know him better, mm-hmm. which means I need to spend more time in, in his word and particularly the Gospel of John where he spends a lot of time talking about his dad. Yeah. So these are the opportunities we have. Another one is uh, uh, thinking about uh, being uh, intentional in my actions. Uh, are there any particular actions you're looking at in 2023 that you're going to do a little bit differently, uh, either in your marriage or in your getting engaged with your kids' activities along those lines? Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's the actions of actually being intentional with, with what I said I would do. Uh, we have our kids in homeschool, and so uh, we travel. We try to take our kids with us. We try to be as intentional as, as possible. But I told my wife, I said, hey, you take three days of the week. I'll take two, and I'll help them go through their schoolwork. And it's funny how two became zero some weeks, and some weeks it would be one. And so I'm talking about the consistency. And so I have to make the intentional action to put this in a calendar, Hmm. to make sure that other things aren't scheduled inside of that space and just say, oh, well, it's an emergency. You'd be surprised how many emergencies happen when you you don't plan well. And so I think for us, it's about taking the time to slow down on the front end and act in the right way so that we're not rushed and hurried and it's an always an emergency. It shouldn't always be an emergency. And if it's always an emergency, it's because you're doing something wrong on the front end. Sure, that's a great point because I, as I will say, you know, we're not going to make all of our kids' activities across right. the year, but, but it should be the exception exactly. that we don't make the activity versus the rule. And I the same way, obviously, uh, in the early years of my child's, uh, my children's lives, I just wasn't around. No. Didn't make any of the activities or whatever. Uh, what about some one-on-one time? Have you uh, committed to uh, to your marriage to have some one-on-one time? Have you committed to your kids to have some one-on-one time that uh, across this new year? Yes, you know that, that's been a big thing that we do. We try to do a monthly daddy-daughter date with my daughters. Uh, my son's now getting to the age where I can take him to the park and we can have some one-on-one time. Uh, that has been somewhat easy because my wife can take care of the other kids. What has been difficult is finding a babysitter to take care of three kids who are uh, full of energy, rambunctious, and full of life. And so for us, we've had to be extra intentional uh, to do that. So my mother-in-law lives close to an hour away, and she is usually the only one that we can find to do that consistently. So we, wherever our date is, we add two hours to make that work. But it's a small price to pay um, to have a wife that's in love with me and to not worry about, is she getting fulfilled somewhere else? And so it's, you know, again, you're going to pay the price. I think you define how, when, and where, um, but we're all going to pay one price or another. And, well, an hour is better than duct tape. You yeah. Know, you get in yes. trouble that way. Yes. <laughs> so it's not a call I want to get. <laughs> How about uh, any studies? Uh, do you have any intentional efforts to, say, uh, study scripture with your bride or uh, or study, uh, do a dad-specific study across the year? Anything along those lines that you've resolved to take a step forward? Yes, yeah, very much so. So my schedule is a little bit different than my wife. I, uh, I, don't, I, I wake up a little bit earlier. So I usually wake up about 5, and so I do my devotional time on the front end very early. And then at night, I usually go to sleep a little bit later, and so I'll do it after. And so we've kind of uh, conditioned ourselves this year to, um, in the morning, have our own individual times, and then at night, read through a book of the Bible together. So currently, we're going through 1 Corinthians, and uh, we're getting ready to start 1 Corinthians. And so the idea is that we can read it together and then have both of our perspectives come in together. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's been uh, it's been very beneficial just again taking the action to coordinate uh, and then you know fathering too that was something that up until you know I always wanted to be a great father but there's a difference between wanting to do it and actually making a plan and being intentional to do it so this year I'm actually going through seasons of fathering by Rick Words you can buy it at your local online store or in person uh, so I, I'm really excited about that because for me I, I love my children and I really struggled with the different seasons mm. I've enjoyed them being young and so now my oldest is nine and she's going to be transitioning sooner than later into the next season uh, or I'm going to be transitioned to the next season of father and how I deal with her and and it's been hard because I still think of her as daddy's little girl and my baby and you know she's wanting to not necessarily get space but do more mature things mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't want to be a uh, you know crying all the time <laughs> so, so, so seasons of fathering is allowing me to better mentally uh, prepare for those seasons how to love and how to um, you know give her space right. while walking with her well you've probably already realized that uh, at nine for a girl in particular she's uh, she's not accepting your short answers she <laughs> wants explanations and that yes. tells you right there that you're moving into the coach season right uh, and so that's uh, that is a tough transition and, uh, and <laughs> particularly when you have two other kids still very young right in that, in that teacher season so to navigate through that I tip my cap to you because that does take <laughs> that does take intentionality but she will always be your little girl yes you just have to learn to relate to her a little bit differently but, yes uh, now and thank God for seasons of fathering by Rick words that is helping <laughs> me navigate this because it has been yeah. very beneficial well, that uh, uh, and I, I applaud uh, I think think I was we were 30 plus years into our marriage before my bride and I read scripture together and mm. we uh, we went through we led some other couples to through uh, uh, Ted at that time Ted Cooper was running a ministry called uh, Bible in 90 days okay yes, and we I read 12 that. day 12 pages of scripture a day and we both read it together so oh, wow. and the fact that you know as you know in reading the same scripture the same day together then that enters into your daily conversation, which is a whole other dimension of uh, spiritual maturity together as a couple, which I I think uh, that is fabulous that uh, uh, because I think so often, even when we're passionate about our walk in with the Lord, sometimes we'll get in a habit that actually has us going to bed at a different time than our bride does. Yeah. Or we're just not doing things together. Right. Uh, right, So I, I applaud your sensitivity and your intentionality. To, uh, to correct that. Yeah. <laughs> well, God has been gracious. Hopefully, Joe, our videographer, will take the lesson from Rick and myself and start this <laughs> at the beginning of your marriage. Well, we're here to help you, Joe. You know that. <laughs> uh, well, that, uh, and it sounds like your family was engaged in your process of some of these uh, things that you're resolving to do to be a better dad, that they, they're, they're plugged into the fact that they're going to uh, hold you accountable to be there two of, the, two of the days a week to help with the schooling or whatever the case may be right yes you know we actually took the last uh december 31st um we all did vision boards together and so even even my two-year-old son he put a dinosaur on there and a puppy and so we we all we talked about what scriptures we were going to focus on what we felt god was telling us and so we created our vision board and um my wife really loved mine because usually i would pack mine from corner to corner with vision galore 
And this one, she as she asked me as I showed it to her, she's like, "Man, there's there's so many white spots. It's not, it doesn't really like connect well." And I said, "Cause that communicates to me that I need more space and margin in my life." And she almost got teary-eyed because for the first eleven years of our marriage, is always seeing what more we can do, what more we can accomplish. And for her to see my intentionality in creating space and margin communicated that I was listening to her and that I loved her. And in my 2023, I'd already thought about what she values not just what I value. Fantastic. So, so what would your, uh, if you had a couple of tips to give dads as uh, we're wrapping up January and, uh, and we're, we're full throttle into 2023, what are some other final tips or suggestions you have for dads out there? I would say, uh, number one, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. He is the best father and he can teach you to be the best husband. Uh, number two, love your wife well, listen well, love your kids and listen well. Obviously, basics, foundational. Uh, but I would say the fourth one, something we really struggled with for years, and that's create margin. Um, a lot of my mistakes were coming from hurrying. Uh, a lot of the problems we had were from frustrations of being overwhelmed with to-do lists. And it all came back to when my good friends uh, taught me at a young age was you need to have margin in your life. And, you know, we would book ourselves from morning till night and we had no margin and our lives and our relationship paid for it. And so now I'm being very intentional about creating margin, not only into the seasons, but into the days. And I think as fathers, we can create margins. A lot of the things we know to do and don't do it will just come up in our mind and it will be reminded. It's hard to be reminded of what you're not doing when you have so much to do. And so it takes that margin, that stepping back, that retreating during the summer, getting away to be able to capture, okay, what I liked about the first six months, what I didn't like, and how to move forward. What I liked about January, what I liked about 2022. And uh, without margin, you can't do that. Amen. Well, that's a great uh, suggestion to dads out there. So dads, uh, as a reminder, uh, Faithful Fathering reminds you that uh, busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. So yes. we want to uh, cut back on the busyness that takes you away from the home. And of course, time spells love for kids. T-I-M-E yeah. is how kids spell love. So mm -hmm. commit that time, not only to your kids, but to your bride as well. And make 2023 the best year yet for you as a dad. Thanks, Mike, for being here. God bless, and uh, remember, focus on being the dad you're called to be. That's the dad the next generation is.